Hello, hello, hello. It's nice to see you, to see you nice. Welcome once again to Play Pods, right? My name is Steve, and join me as ever on this month-long road trip through America's game show glam. It's Simon. Simon, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm not bad, Steve. Yourself? Yeah, not too shabby. Keeping on, keeping on as we always Happy do. Happy days. Yeah. So today, I thought we'd start in kind of familiar territory in this jaunt across America. So having already done Bruce's prices right, I thought we'd look at the American counterpart. And I think this is as much a part of, like, Americana as anything it's it's certainly a game show wrapped up in bed white and blue yeah for sure i mean you like i mean my veiled window of america is very much in tv yeah you know what i mean it's very yeah. much in pop culture and it's like whenever they're watching tv in it sounds really goggle box but like whenever they're watching tv in america they're always watching one of a couple of shows yeah. And one of them we're going to cover in a couple of weeks. And and the other one always seems to be Price is Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It seems yeah, yeah. to be this very... It's it's as much a part of America as anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd go with that. And I think very much the reason for that is the fact the original air date was November 26th, 1956. Yeah, a few years ago. Yeah, just a few, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, it was devised by a gentleman named Bob Stewart. Uh, original host was Bill Cullen in 1956. Through, now, it says through to 1972, but the original run didn't last that long. It was purely, like, it was revived back in, in, in 72, which is when our host for today's episode, Bob Barker, took over, and he held the post for 35 years. WWE legend, Bob Barker. <laughs> I was going to bring that up, but yeah. <laughs> and... Then and then, so he had it from seventy two to two thousand and seven, and in two thousand seven, WWE Hall of Famer Drew Carey took over. But I mean, there have been other hosts and uh, of the show as outside of the three I've mentioned. But this is the network TV show, and it's this America's this very confusing place where you've got network and syndication and all these other weird factors. Like there's the daily show and then there's the primetime show and all this. It was a very muddy field to try kind of wade through. I think you could have just left it as America's a very weird place. <laughs> I could have done, yeah, to be fair. I think people have understood that. I mean, I've got American mates, shout out to Clint and Mike, but uh, yeah, it's a very weird place. Yeah. <laughs> now, we all basically know the format of the price is right, but I'd be remiss if I didn't do it. So contestants bid on items that gets close to value without going over to progress to a mini game for extra prizes and progress to the showcase showdown to try win a massive haul of prizes. It's pure greed. It is, but this this is a different version to the UK version. Oh yeah, for sure. Obviously it's, the UK version is half an hour, this is an hour. Yeah. But there is a very different showcase at the end. Yeah, and we'll we'll get to that. But I do, uh, spoiler alert, I do like that. But we'll get there. I didn't, but yeah, again, we'll get yeah. to that. So prizes, massive wide variety of goods from your household to your car to the holidays and all that stuff. So it's, it's very... Treats. Yeah. So facts of the show, it's an alleged series of technical problems made the pilot episode look bad enough for NBC to decline buying the show. But after an appeal from the producers, citing the fact that at the time all TV shows were given up in initial 13 weeks to succeed or fail, it aired anyway. So yeah, that's so that's something I've learned from a few other podcasts that I've listened to is generally speaking, you're given 10 to 12 weeks anyway. If if you if you present a pilot, they kind of go, okay, you've got this many episodes make yeah. it work and then when you do they kind of will give you about the halfway mark they'll give an option to buy for the rest of the series kind of thing and it's just amazing to me that considering how long yeah it's 1956 you know how long yeah, yeah. has run that it was nearly passing altogether purely because of a couple of technical glitches it's it's a well-known thing though like if you look at say family guy and shows like that and brooklyn 99 in america and things like that they all got messed up yeah, and then another another broadcasting company bought them, and they're the biggest hits on their stations. Yeah, and worldwide hits as well. Yeah, so it's not uncommon. It just shows like your first impression when it comes to shows in well, even around the world, aren't always the right impressions. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, it's just the same in life, isn't it? But it has okay. uh, Price is Right has a distinction of being the first TV game show to be broadcast in color, which I thought was kind of cool. 
I, I, I thought that would have been Big Burke. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I wish we'd gone into that at the time. The famous story of the black and white to colour changeovers and the commentator saying, yeah. and for those watching in black and white, the pink ball's the one behind the blue or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a famed snook of uh, faux pas. Quote. Yeah, but uh, The Price is Right has aired over 9,000 episodes since its debut. In a 2007 article, TV Guide named The Price is Right the greatest game show of all time. Now, bear in mind, that's an American publication. Yeah, I was going to say, they didn't get Big Break in America, so... No. <laughs> or Naked Jungle. Oh, Jesus. We didn't get Naked Jungle either. We got one episode of it, and that was quite enough, thank you. We'll get to it. <laughs> So a documentary called Perfect Bid, The Contestant Who Knew Too Much, was released on October 13th, 2017. And I love this. It explores how contestant Ted Slauson became adept at memorizing the prices of the prizes and products on the show since its inception in 1972, culminating in Slauson helping a contestant, Terry Knese, bid perfectly on a showcase in 2008, which resulted in one of the biggest controversies in game show history that was covered by Time Magazine, Esquire, TMZ, and more. It also features guest appearances by Bob Barker himself, Rob Dukovitz, Kevin Pollock, and Drew Carey. Now, this is very akin to, I mean, it's something we're going to come to in a later, much later kind of series of episodes that we're going to do. But this is very akin to the coughing controversy. Yes, I, 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 I did know about this controversy. I watched Good Mythical Morning on YouTube, big fans of Red and Link, and yeah. they have covered it before. You messaged me last night about it. Uh, I didn't know there was a documentary about it. I'm going to have to search that out. Yeah, me too. Because I had no idea about that. But it's it's one of the things where you, you shouldn't bid on it exactly. If you're going to cheat, don't make it so obvious. Yeah, be a few dollars out. Yeah, it's come on. Like, I'm going to get it to the exact sense that it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, I get it's, the logic. Yeah. Because there was kind of studying patterns and things of that sort. It was very similar to like card counters in casinos yeah. and stuff like that. It was very... And and do you remember when Darren Brown tried to pull that stunt of actually predicting the lottery numbers? Yes. When he was, he was meticulously going through patterns and phases yeah. and how yeah. often this turns up and that turns up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very, very, it seemed very, very similar to the way this guy was going about, this Ted Saucer guy was going about kind of picking his spots, as it were, and, there, and making it work. There is another game show as well. I can't remember which one it is off the top of my head. And I think it's an American one. And it's not Price is Right, but where another contestant had memorised, it was like flash-up screens and stuff. Oh, yes. And he memorised and he study for years and finally got on and he could just name like he could tell the sequence they were going to go in yeah it was the one with like no whammies um yeah yeah i can't remember the, uh, i can't remember, I can't remember, the, name, of, I can't remember we'll, the name of the show we'll put it, we'll put it in the links when we when yeah, we, uh, yeah when we do it but it's same again i mean to be fair fair play to him i i couldn't do it yeah i have enough tie you know i have enough problem memorizing how to tie shoelaces so i i couldn't memorize sequences to that extent, and the prices of everything. I, I Plus, I have too much going on in my life. I actually <laughs> do have a life. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's an interesting one to certainly look at because after, after the fact, they revised what prizes they had and they would change the prices of things from week to week, even if they'd been featured. Like, a yeah. few weeks before, they would change the, the actual value of it and things like that to avoid this kind of thing happening again. And a final fi- fact to close out, Aaron Paul of Breaking Bad fame was once a contestant on The Prices. He right? was. Yes, he was. I've he seen was, that episode. He was very excitable, to say the least. I would be, to be fair. I mean, yeah. if I was sat in the crowd and I got called on to Prices Right, chance of winning some money. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be excited. Oh yeah, you don't you don't go to a show like that not expecting like like hoping to get called mm. on. Yeah, I mean, there's I mean we're going to get to it, but there's something very infectious about that crowd compared to the British crowd, and and this was part of the reason I wanted to do the American. Versions. It's very Americana. Yeah, this was part of the reason I wanted to do the American versions of some of the shows we'd already covered was because I wanted to look at the contrast of it. But we'll get there in a second. So memories i mean for me no real memories of this like no. i was aware of the american version and had seen it on blooper shows and stuff and through you know almost like as i said before like almost like goggle box kind of style in seeing it on 
other than like fictional American shows that it happened to the, be on. The only the only memory that I I have, and Steve, you'll probably agree with me on this, is obviously we. I don't. I know we've already mentioned it, wrestling and all that. But Bob Barker being on Raw. You watch your mouth, Barker. I am the best in the world well, at what I do. That's debatable. I'm sure. And I am one half. One, one. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard the number one. one. That's your bid. One. Yeah, that was exactly my next note. And then mentioning the price of right, and it made you go online to watch and go, oh, right, let's have a look at this then. And then obviously Drew Carey, we're Who's Line fans as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was I was already aware of it, but as I say, it's same as you say, like it was my next note. So yeah, the most significant Bob Barker being a guest host on Monday Night Raw, as you said, and it, like I was aware that Bob Barker was a big deal, but I wasn't fully aware of who he was, kind of thing. No, but it'd be the same. Like, say if WWE came to the UK and did Raw when they did celebrity guest hosts, in that sense, some Bruce Forsyth would have been on. Absolutely, it would have yeah. been exactly the same. We would have all thought. Bloody hell, it's a big deal. And then they'll be like, who? Yeah, and, and I think I, th- I think I've got it in, in like my notes of the episode, but Barker probably is the biggest equivalent to Brucey, kind of side yeah, by side equivalent. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't I couldn't argue with that. I couldn't argue it one bit. Yeah. So the episode we looked at was from the twenty-eighth of November nineteen ninety-four. So we are right kind of towards the twilight years. We're in the autumn of Bob Barker's kind of career tenure of of the show awesome. um, yeah well it wasn't like right then because obviously i mean i did think about doing his last show but i think you needed the full context i think yeah we would have had to watch every single <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that for mark and next time he's on we'll have to watch all the prices right so there you go mark you got 35 years <laughs> prices right to watch um by next but, week but yeah so 28th of November 1994 so we're also like in Thanksgiving season as well so I thought it was nice to kind of pick one in November when Barker comes out it's like the bloody Pope has come to the studio everyone is falling over each other to try shake hands with this man it's the classic game show host mm-hmm. shaking hands we had it with Ted Rogers yep we've got it you know now we've got it with uh, Bob Barker we had it with Jeremy Kyle mm-hmm. hardly a game show host, but yeah <laughs> Well, I don't know if you see some of the things they did on there. It was an ultimate game show, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. It was, it was a case of one-upmanship. I slept yeah. with a cat and then I couldn't sleep for five days. I slept with a donkey for eight days and uh, I don't like Jeremy <laughs> Kyle. Who does? But oh, anyway. Horrible human being. Yeah. So the immediate difference between this and the UK version is it genuinely feels like everyone's excited to be there and on the sh- and be on the show. Like we had that when the episode that we covered, we had that one contestant who just did not seem bothered at all. Oh, I tell you what, we did have it in this show to a begin bit, with. To begin bit. with, yeah. Until until they got a bit more into it, there was someone who didn't care until it started to uh, yeah. go his way. Shall we say? Yeah. So like the 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 difference for me is. British people as an audience were very subdued. Unless it's sport, we're quite subdued people because we're used to, generally speaking, when we're sat in an audience or something, it's the cinema or the theatre. So we're very like, be humble, sit still, stay quiet. Like whenever we're we're in some sort of congregation somewhere, it's usually somewhere we have to be quiet. Imagine the Japanese prices, right? Because obviously the Japanese crowds are so polite. Mm. So... I kind of want to see if that's a thing. I kind of want to see if a Japanese price is right is a thing. Because uh, I imagine they do something utterly bonkers with it. Barker, I, th- I find him very humble. And I like the contrast as well, because like the show itself is very bright, very colourful. You know, the loud it's very sets. 60s. It it's is. 60s. Yeah, they've, they've kept that look because I think they tried to change it at some point and it got a lot of backlash for yeah. it. But as I say, it's all very loud, very colourful, very, as you say, rightly say, 60s, 70s. I was just going to say there was two things I noticed. One was Bob Barker's microphone. Yes. That is a classic game show host microphone if ever I've seen one. Yes. The stick mic. we were talking about the audience. The audience was obviously a, a lot, lot younger than the UK version. Hence, I think that's why we get the passion, the mm. enthusiasm more, because a lot of the UK was bus trips. Yeah. Like, if you look at like Bullseye and stuff like that, it was all mm-hmm. people who Let's go to watch. Let's go to Leeds Studio and watch Bullseye for the day. Let's go to you know Sheffield yeah. and all this in America. Like we get no a bit of a spoiler. People skip school, skip yeah. college to go yeah, and see you get, this. 
that's just it because it is so ingrained in the culture. Like, you know, kids will grow up watching it. And the second they turn 18, they will bus trip. They will cart, you know, they will road trip to LA to go to the studio or like, yeah, you will, you, yeah, you will get the long-term granny fans. The Bob Barker groupies, but you'll also uh, get the kids. But you'll also get the kids who want to be on because they want, yeah, you know, a new money. Yeah, they want a brand new car or whatever. Because <laughs> yeah, and and so on and so forth. But they'll like, give you a spa. Yeah, I exactly. A, I, I live in a flat. Yeah, <laughs> but like I say, like Barker's just so low key compared to the show itself. Like I kind of like the contrast, as I say. And we're straight into the game. It's as I say, it's been on 30 years at this point, so everyone knows what they're in for. So first item up for bid, a brand new color TV. And how weird. So the announcer guy, so bear in mind in the UK we have Peter Dixon, who's probably the most loud and boisterous voice we have. Come on down. Like Rod Roddy is our man here in America. <laughs> I love that name. It's certainly a new contender for for favourite. Like it's it, no it's no airy, but it's no dick air, dick, dick and airs. No, absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> but yeah, so Rod Roddy's our man in the chair, giving us the rundown of of all the prizes so, and giving us the specs of the TV. Whoever wins the TV will also get Vic's cough drops. Now we had this in um, categories. Categories. Yeah, I, I was getting an advertisement of the Lord on the show. Oh yeah, because the brands. You can <laughs> tell it was. I'm going to put it out there. America's premier game show. Yeah. The amount of sponsorships they had. Oh, yeah. It's because everyone will clamour to be on it because it yeah. is so ingrained. And it's like, and the, and again, there's the big difference. It's like, and because and I think this was probably a daytime one. So they ha- would have, for lack of a better term, lower sponsors. So you'd have like your cough drops and your, spoiler alert, Centrum. Like, you, you'd, have, you'd have more more sponsors that would fit that that time they were on the demographic yeah yeah the demographic like cough sweets and vitamin pills and yeah shavers and things like yeah. that yeah and and it's it's very i don't know it it's just odd i think and and but with us like we weren't allowed to say brand names because no. of like regulating licensing so yeah regulating standards and so on and so forth whereas america they can say yeah this is a car from mercury this is a yeah this is a hot tub and spa from you know la spas or whatever you know they can <laughs> say that you know do you know what i mean like yeah 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 because because those people have paid for their essentially have paid for an advertising spot on the show i'd be intrigued to see how much it costs to get a sponsorship deal on prices right Massive, and how it will compare to how it would compare to Super Bowl adverts? Yeah, I don't think there'd be a great deal of difference. I know the Super That's Bowl. That's what I mean. Run, I know Super Bowl ads run for millions. I think you know it'd be a, a good few thousand. It'd be a good chunk of budget. Yeah, but a twenty-seven uh, inch TV as well. Twenty-seven inch. Yeah, <laughs> but our first four contestants: Amy bids seven hundred dollars, Marsha eight fifty, and that seems to me a high bid even for the time. Sabrina says $775, so she's kind of gone in the middle of the other two. And Nikki plays an interesting strategy as he thinks everyone has gone too high and just bids a dollar. I hate that. I hated it straight away. I hate it, but it's smart. It's smart, don't get me wrong, but I absolutely despised it. The actual value, $898. Holy fuck. Yeah, but the TV was only $100. It was the cough suites that were like $700. <laughs> That's how they threw them off. Everyone's thinking, cough suites only going to be like $5, something like that. No, you didn't know what was... You didn't, they sent a supplier of cough suites. They didn't say how many. That's true. That's true. So they could have been like 100 million cough suites, $700. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point actually. So Marsha is on to play Golden Road, and somehow a can of salsa can help her win a stack washer dryer. I'm I'm not following at this point. They didn't. No, I was totally confused at this point. I thought she win a tin of salsa. Yeah, I it... thought I was watching Supermarket Sweep. <laughs> so the way this game works is you start with an item. And then you use the price of that to determine the price of the next thing and so on and so forth. You put like one of the digits of the the price of the thing before into the fo- into the next thing. And because this was one I'd not seen before on the UK version, this was entirely it, alien to it's me. A, but, it's a US exclusive. Yeah, it's it's apparently it's one of the most featured games on the show. So that's fine. So if she wins the washer dryer, she moves on to win a dinette set. 
I, wow. I bet you heard that Dynexic, yeah. They, I haven't heard that year, that word in absolute years. Yeah, it seems a very early, like late 80s, early 90s American thing, because I definitely remember it coming up in a few American shows. Yeah. So if she wins a dinette set, she can win the star prize of a new motorhome. Holy shit. I mean, she's already won the cough suites. Do you really need the motorhome? <laughs> like, I know which one I'd rather have. The motorhome, but yeah, <laughs> but, that, uh, that thing looks incredible. It did for the time, even well, to be fair, even now, yeah, it looks pretty damn sweet. But yeah, back then, and didn't they say it would if she won it, it'd be the biggest at uh, the biggest and most expensive price I've ever given away? Yeah, which it blows my mind. So, so to say, you're given the price of the salsa, which was 89 cents, and then a portion of the price of the next item and you have to decide which number precedes the price of the next thing if that makes any sense so she wins the washer dryer and the dinette set and i'll be honest i was rooting for her to get that rv i was just because i wanted to get, get the tin of salsa as well but you know, <laughs> first thing that she puts in the cupboard in the so, yeah. home. so she's given the numbers five seven blank six zero so she has to so she has to fill in the blank with either two. two four eight or zero now i said eight. Oh, i said two Really? Yes. I, I would have won it. Yeah, Marsha Marsha went with two and I was like, oh no. Oh no, because like I just because again I'm used to like British prices of things. It's like, you know I, I was to begin with, because I, I actually got the washer dryer wrong because I was and then I thought, hold on, it's American this. I've got to there's gonna be differently. weird, yeah, there's gonna be weird price here because it's yeah. and so on and so, so forth. So two was the least obvious answer for me, so that's why I went for it. Yeah, so as you say, Barker hypes it up to begin with by saying if she wins it, she'll have won the most expensive gift to date on the prices, right? And she only goes and bloody wins it. Absolutely unbelievable. She starts crying, and I don't blame her at all. No, I mean, you wouldn't have been surprised if that wasn't in the showcase. Like yeah, the car, exactly. Spoiler alert, the car in the showcase is worse than the motorhome. Yeah. <laughs> like, unbelievable. Like, that is... Unbelievable, abs- Jeff. Unbelievable, Jeff, yeah. So, new contestant comes down and having some back and forth with the group of people that, that have come with him and, and Barker can't tell genders, apparently. So that, yeah. a girl looks like, said that a girl looks like a man and a man looks like a girl and... Now, because of the version we watched, we watched the VHS rip. Yeah. It wasn't the clearest picture. Mm. So I don't know how bad his eyesight was at that point because <laughs> I couldn't tell myself. Fair. Like yeah. I couldn't have, I couldn't have agreed either way because I couldn't make out. Yeah. Because of the uh, quality of the picture. Yeah. But apparently they've all skipped school together to go to the taping as well. And like, what do you, th- what are your professors going to say? It's like, uh, we'll probably have to give him something if we win anything. He wouldn't have looked out of place on the uh, blockbusters. He wouldn't have. No. So he had very nineties glasses. Very, yeah, very nineties fashions. Like he was, wasn't he wearing yeah. like his school's like t-shirt or something like that? Yeah. He had, yeah, his school's white like, t-shirt. Took. Tucked into his black jeans. Oh yeah, baseball cap. I mean, we'll probably end up putting a picture on the socials anyway. Yeah. But he yeah. was. Uh, you wouldn't have. You wouldn't have been surprised if he was sat behind a desk at Blockbusters. Nah, absolutely Asking not. For a bit. And up for bid next is a pair of bikes. So Trevor, the new guy, says seven hundred dollars. Sabrina says six hundred dollars. Nick says eight fifty. Amy goes douchey and goes six oh one. So there are I- two douche moves in in prices right you either bid a dollar because you think everyone else has gone too high or you bid a dollar over i was getting so annoyed by this mm-hmm. i was getting so annoyed already i was just like, now you never saw it in the uk one no like the, you'd see a couple that, of people go like a five or over to cut them i off. think they must have changed the rules for the uk one they had to have done yeah but I, I think with the uk one as well i think it's people thinking most stuff over here comes in fives and zeros true true I think, whereas America, it ends in nines, eights, fucking twos, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the actual value of the two bri- of the two bikes is $998. So Nicky wins. And yeah, I think this is the guy you were mentioning who just didn't seem bothered. He, well, yes, there was actually someone else I was thinking of, but he, uh. he also wasn't that thrilled, especially when he went to play his game yeah. and the prizes were revealed, which you'll probably yeah. mention here. Yep, so he's up to win a living room set, which so it was a three-piece suite, basically, and a vacuum cleaner. Now, I, I'm going to maybe alienate some listeners here. He had the same look of someone who had applied for changing rooms back in the day, had the house done, 
and we got us in. This is your new house. The look was exactly the same if they didn't like it. Yeah. He was not impressed at all. <laughs> he just struck me as a man who goes, what am I going to do with all that? Like, Yeah. I know it's not Yorkshire, but... It's the same. Yeah, age. but it was like, yeah, almost like chauvinistic, like, what do I need a vacuum for? Yeah. Yeah. What he, do I he... need a living room for? Yeah, exactly. Like, she just won a motorhome, and I'm, I get a vacuum. Mm-hmm. And, and that, I mean, that's kind of the look of the drawer, isn't it, really? But it's, uh, he's playing a game called Joker, and this is purely a game of chance. Absolutely. Like, there There's was, nothing you can do about this. There is skill involved in what the previous contestant did. This is just chance. It's so 50, It's 50-50 yeah. all the way. It's just, it's just fractions. Yeah, and what you have to do in this one is guess the prices of items to discard cards from the deck, but if you have a Joker, you lose. Like you have no control of this at all. Oh yeah, you've got you've got a twenty percent chance of winning. Yeah, exactly. You got a thirty-three and a third chance of winning, but I I got a sixty-six and two-thirds chance of winning. He guesses all four all four of the items right, and he's and so the way they do it to build tension is they'll start revealing the ones you've discarded first to say to be like, oh, have you? Yeah, and but no. he, he he got uh, but he managed to get rid of the Joker, so he wins. There was four prizes, wasn't there? It was a Tonka toy, a haircutting kit, thermals, and yeah. a board game of Pictionary. Yeah. Now, Steve, which one would you have gone for if you could have picked one of the prizes to keep? I don't know, the Tonka toy. Oh, mate. That was I'm so disappointed in you. I was... You see, I would have took the thermals. <laughs> I mean, winter is coming. Exactly. It was basically a pair of fucking long johns, wasn't it? I know, but they were like... Cutting edge technology, apparently. <laughs> apparently, but he gets it. But yeah, so he, the next contestant up is Valerie, and the why new... don't you come on over, Valerie? Sorry, that was beautiful. So, <laughs> and the next item up for bid is a telescope, and it gets a golf clap reaction. We are ready to see the next item up for bids, please. Well, then here it is: a new telescope. Considering the stuff they've been bidding on beforehand, like a colour TV and and whatever else it was, a telescope, and it's literally a... I mean, I'm going to put the audio in anyway, but it's literally a... Ah. Like, that is the reaction to it. The, the lass who was showing it off, mm. she looked terrified. It was a mix of terrified and why do I get stuck with the telescope? She just... She looked like she'd been possessed. <laughs> oh, and to go with the telescope, you do get a supply of Centrum multivitamins. Uh, I mean, yeah, again, we don't know how much... It says a supply. How mm-hmm. much is a supply? That's we true. We just don't know. That's true. And we get a very kind of rare thing here. So Valerie bids $1,000. Amy goes ten fifty. Trevor says 1200 And Sabrina goes douchey again with 1201 And I got really confused here because something happened. Like, there was this, like... Yeah. Barker looked really confused for a second. He's like, what's, what's going on? Because the buzzer I... goes, which which I thought, like, oh, okay, someone's gone over. But no, the entire lot had gone over. I thought I thought the buzzer meant someone had got it bang on. Yeah, no, that's usually like a big chime and like a... Yeah, but, but obviously I'd never seen the American version yeah. before. So I assumed that was someone's got it bang on. But that's Sabrina. She was taking like 20 minutes to, answer, like, mm. to give a price every time. Because she was looking at people and they were kind of going... Mm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, sorry, it's, I've just realised it's an audio podcast. You can't yes. see what I'm doing. It, I know. Yeah, like, I'm currently uh, pantless. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> but no, like I think it's like her, you know, like her partner or something like that is putting up like one thing, one or a couple of fingers at a time to spell out what he's saying. Like, and wait, it, wait, wait, wait. Was her partner Ted Rogers? <laughs> sat in the crowd going the worst three two one ever that's why she's going freak no what 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 yeah zed what yeah. <laughs> so yeah so all, all the bids get erased so they go back in valerie goes 850 amy goes 750 trevor goes 900 and sabrina goes 875 the actual price is 975 dollars for that telescope i mean it was brass and all sorts of things i don't know but <laughs> you know, it doesn't excuse it uh, but Trevor wins, and what an array of prizes he's got on offer. A curio cabinet, some small kitchen appliances, fashionable luggage, and elegant stemware. Crystal what, mm, stemware. What are what an array of prizes. What are the way for a college student to have? Yes, that was exactly what I was going to say. A college student does not need crystalware. 
No, I mean, fair play. He said he wanted the telescope because he likes astronomy. Mm. So fair enough, you know, that he was like really happy to get that. And the kitchen appliance is fine. I mean, you could always sell a monk, can't you? If you like, yeah. if it was happens over here, you can imagine selling crystal ware and stuff, pay for college loans and university mm. and things like that. Yeah. Maybe not the worst thing. Yeah. I mean, we've already seen it a lot, but another difference is you will get the brand logo up on screen of any items that require it. So, for instance, they make a big point of the kitchen appliances being from KitchenAid and so on and so forth. Yeah. But we've already, like, we've already touched on that, like, you know, the amount of money that probably changed hands to get those on. And the game Trevor is playing is Take Two. And you're given a number and you have to guess which two prizes equal that number. So, again, there's a good bit of skill involved in this. Yeah. And I liked it. So, in this case, it was 2,758. So, two of these prizes equal that number. And if you guess the two, you win it all, basically. My immediate guess here is the cabinet and the stemware. Exactly. That's exactly what I went for straight away as well. And and I thought, like, this is a one and done. But he says the cabinet and the luggage. And... I'm not against that, but at the same time, I'm like, nah. I mean, there was a lot of luggage there, but... I think it was the cabinet to be a lot more than what it was. Maybe, yeah. So the cabinet is 1638, and the luggage is 860. So it misses out by a couple of hundred. And I thought he was done. Like, I, I, just, I just was ready to move on. I was like, oh, he's not done. He's not out yet. He gets another guess. Uh, he decides to keep the cabinet and go with the crystalware, and, he, and he's in. So here's where it differs. Uh, here's where, um, I mean, one of the many differences... So first three contestants are through and we get a showcase showdown. We get the big spin the wheel gimmick. Yeah. And then we get another, another three. Yeah. It's basically and, a double episode. Yeah, it's two in one, basically, which which I kind of like. So that makes me think that maybe this was a primetime one that they'd have had an hour slot rather than the daytime yeah. one. And it was the same with game shows I've seen in America before. The audience had a chance to win prizes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The audience could have won, was it personal organisers? Yes. Yeah. Something so those members lines. of some members of the audience will win. Yeah. Personal organizers, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. So Trevor's first spin hits ten. Second gets eighty, so he's in a good position to be in with a total of ninety. Then we get so close to hundred on Nikki's first spin. Then so close to ninety, but he bails on thirty. So yeah. He's out, so he's out of the game. Upset Marsha, and she falls flat on her ass trying to spin <laughs> the wheel. Bless she her. Thought. She fell on her fucking ass. Fell on her fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> but Marsha comes really close. But for me, she's already won the game. She, you know, she got sixty-one thousand dollars worth of prize. Exactly. Exactly. She's, exactly. I mean, she's the overall winner, as far as I'm concerned. And she's got that can of salsa. I mean, what more do you want in life? Tin up there. Can't get into it, Paul. Lass. It's still there. Oh, no. Yeah. So Trevor's on to the, to the final showcase with an opponent. And again, that's another big difference. We'll, we'll yeah. come to it in a moment. So the next bid, uh, so we'll get the next contestant down. The next bid prize is a piece of artwork. Yes, artwork. But did you see where the artwork came from? I didn't know. Martin Lawrence Gallery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the comedian, though. No, and I wanted it so much to be from the comedian himself. I mean, it was. It was certainly a piece of art. I wouldn't have it in my house. No, I wouldn't mind if I'd won it. I wouldn't paid money for it. Yeah, exactly. Like it looked honestly, it looked like a postcard that you would get from the seaside. No. Oh, absolutely. Like, now it this didn't. It didn't look like something I would willingly pay the <laughs> amount of money it was worth for. Yes, that's the thing. It was uh, a bit but, more than what what we thought. New contestant but, Simon. What a man he is! Like, I, as soon as he thank stepped you, up thank to you, the, thank <laughs> you. as soon as he stepped to the podium, I knew he was from the Southern States. I could immediately oh, tell he was Southern States before I, he I, opened his mouth. I got behind him so much, and just because it just reminded me of Tor- uh, uh, Dory Funk. <laughs> he did it. Actually, now you say it, and the fact that you couldn't even talk into the microphone, yeah. <laughs> no mic presence at all. It's like, how much do you think? Seven hundred and five bar. What's that? What? What do you say there? <laughs> but he said, once they finally get it out of him, he says it's five hundred eighty-eight dollars. Sabrina goes five two five. Valerie goes four fifty, and Amy goes five eight nine. And douche, douche tax it. She takes it because of one bloody dollar. Yeah, douche tactics takes it. <laughs> Why have I written that when I know full well I can't speak? Because I'm an idiot. Happy! 
it's also like this is uh, behind the curtain pullback. This is the earliest we've ever recorded a show. I know. And it's not. Yeah, it's not even eleven o'clock. Like I'm, I'm not sleeping at the moment anyway. So this is. This is a nightmare. The drugs haven't kicked in yet. People. No, <laughs> I'm I'm currently downing a cherry relentless. Please sponsor the please sponsor the podcast relentless. Even though I'm usually drinking Monster. Um, I, I'm currently eating Jacob's crackers. So please, Jacob crackers, if you are listening, I'm still waiting for this sponsorship. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So the douche tactics takes it. I bloody hell, I did it again there. Holy crap! Relentless, and, your stuff works. Yeah. And the actual value is a thousand dollars. Get fucked with that. Thousand dollars for that. Thousand dollars for a postcard. Fuck me, it's ridiculous, isn't it? But Amy is playing for trips to New Orleans and the Bahamas. No, no, she isn't. No, she isn't. She's playing trips to New Orleans and Bahamas. Yeah. Roddy Rod, Rod, whatever he's called, <laughs> Snoopy Rod, Rod. He cannot pronounce New Orleans to save his life. He tries to give it. He tries to put the twang on it, doesn't he? New Orleans. He tries New Orleans. Put, he tries to put the twang on it, and it, it's not quite there. Bless him. But what you have to do is so she's got to guess the which value is priced lower than its actual value. Yeah, both holidays are on bargain price. Yeah, which one's the biggest bargain? Yeah, and immediately I was like, "Well, it's the fucking Bahamas, isn't it?" Yeah, I mean. It's not going to cost more to go to New Orleans than it is to go to the Bahamas. Yeah. Price... Not if you live in America, anyway. But even still, that it says that, I mean, it was a nice hotel and you were right, like, kind of on Bourbon Street and stuff. But the price list for New Orleans is 2189 but the actual price is 3189 And that just seems pricey. It does, but it also sounds like a hell of a bargain. Yeah. I mean, you see, say so the the Bahamas price is listed at two thousand five hundred seventy-three, and I'm like, yeah, it's the fucking Bahamas. Come on now. No wonder travel companies are going out if they're going out of business if they're offering that much of a discount yeah. on holidays. I mean, you don't get Hayes Travel or Thompson's Holidays giving that much of a discount away. Nah, but the actual price of the trip to the Bahamas is four thousand seventy-three, and that seems about right for a round trip. Yeah, for a round trip from LA, seven nights. Uh, I think yeah. it's like Radisson or something like that. Like it would, you know, four thousand seventy-three seems about right for me, and that's an that's as easy as that. And she's won two round trips for a, for a time and effort. She said she wanted to travel as well. Yeah, I just kept when I was watching all that, I just kept thinking I felt so sorry for poor Simon. Yeah, because the cheeky bitch had fucking sniped him. But Barker rightly points out that that's four winners in a row, which again didn't happen a lot. Oh no, because you only had three winners on the UK one. Yeah, but I'm, I mean, but I mean, like. <laughs> Even in the American one, yeah, it didn't yeah, happen yeah. a lot. Even though some of the games seem quite simple in yeah. retrospect. But new contestant, Sally, and we're bidding on a tennis package. And the winner gets a wall shaver as well. Wow. I mean, does prizes get any better than tennis rackets and a shaver? I mean... I, I, I'm lost for words. <laughs> so Sally says 525. Simon says 670. Sabrina says 550. And Valerie goes 671. Why are, you, why are you all trying to snipe Simon? Is he like, the, like, do you all think he knows his stuff? That's it, because he was an older gentleman. And I think they probably thought he'd come in armed with knowledge. He didn't even know where the bloody microphone was. <laughs> he can't be coming in armed with knowledge. Well, if it is, he's a bloody clever con artist. Yeah, but the actual price is five fifty-five. so Sabrina wins. And she's playing for a foosball table and a new car. Well, Don't she you- needs a new car. Since she wrecked her old one, apparently, driving it. Yeah. Well, how did she describe it? My car got in a wreck. Were you driving at the time? Yes. yes. But it was my car that got in the wreck. What? <laughs> basically, I think what she's saying is it wasn't my fault. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very remi- reminiscent of the Jasper Carrot kind of insurance claims, isn't it? Had all the teenage witches going after us, Sabrina. And then... <laughs> <laughs> I loved that programme. But the game we're playing here is any number. So they give us the first number of the car, and she just has to say numbers and hope for the best. Like, that is literally, again, no skill. No skill. And so, yeah, so she has to give numbers, hope they're right. Any incorrect go into, so it'll either filter into the car or the foosball table. Any incorrect go into the piggy bank, and that is literally dollars and cents, the piggy bank. Like, yeah. you're not going to go home with, like, $600, if you're wrong, it's like, now you get $6. Still like, more than deal or no deal, though. 
It's true sometimes, yeah. But she winds up getting the foosball table. She's so happy about that. No, she was not impressed, was she? <laughs> the number the number she couldn't find for the car were one and zero. And to be fair, I would have gone with nines and fives, but again, that's me thinking UK. I thought I thought the one was in there. I was saying one and five, so I would yeah. have probably got the table as well, to be fair. Then the next item up for bid, a ceiling fan light. Yeah, yeah. Which looked very dodgily installed. Oh yeah, that did not look safe. It literally looked like when Turk and uh, JD go looking for apartments. Mm-hmm. And Turk's hanging off the, yeah. the fan. It was yeah. literally that loose. Yeah. And it's described as making a bold statement, which I believe is code for, I wouldn't have it in my house. Bold statement is in, we can't shift these bloody things. Yeah. Yeah, that, that seems another thing, yeah. But then we get shown this beautiful dog. Like, I'm was- melted here. Like... And it's for no real reason, but it's this beautiful dog that's up for adoption, and I don't care. And I don't care that it's there for no reason. I'm just happy to see it. Like <laughs> I was annoyed because I <gasps> thought they were giving it away, and I was like, "You don't give dogs away. That's awful." Yeah, not not in such. It was a lovely dog and everything like that. I just didn't like the animal aspect of it, giving animals away, like advertising animals. They, they, they weren't giving the dog away. It was it was purely they were, they were advertising the shelter. Yeah, I just. But that wasn't the impression I got. No, it wasn't. It wasn't for me at first, and I had to rewatch the segment purely because I wanted to show Haley the dog. But <laughs> <laughs> but but um, but no, it was like because Bob Barker's always been quite a uh, like proponent of of animal of animal oh. welfare and so on and like, so forth. Like, like Paul O'Grady. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a really the Ita- good. The, Ita- the Italian presenter, Paul O'Grady. <laughs> <laughs> but so Kelly, new contestant, bids two seven five. Valerie bids three hundred. Sally Sally goes four eight five, which seems which seems high to me. Finally, Simon goes five hundred. Actual price is eight hundred dollars. You are getting robbed at that price. It's definitely Debenhams, Debenhams and Max and Spencer's prices. Absolutely, not, not Primark prices. Selfridge's prices, mate. That's like Harvey Nicks and Harvard. Yeah. Uh, Simon didn't say five hundred. He went ah, mama. <laughs> I think they just. Kind of took a punt at what he said, didn't they? He said, yeah, 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 that's fine. Just put any number down. Yeah, basically. And Simon's playing for a grand piano. Ah, uh, I mean, that's going to look lovely on the farm in Georgia, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? And we're playing the penny ante game. And so this is such an odd game. And again, if pure chance... It wasn't the game that was odd for me. It was the prizes. Yeah, yeah. so there's bonus prizes up for grabs in this one. First of which you could not get away with now. I've not lo- even remember. I wanted this so much. Really? So what yes. this is is spray you thin. The U spelt with a U, like it's it's like Wallace and Gromit, like suds you like kind of thing. Like so, it's some sort of like you know, like the breath freshener sprays, yeah, kind of oral sprays. It's that, but apparently it takes away hunger cravings. Yeah, that's what I wanted it for. Like. This is so wrong. It's, I wanted it though. But it just seems absurd. Can't have been legal. No. Can't have been legal. Uh, the other prize is basically laundry detergent. It was like Vanish or something like that, essentially. Yeah, wasn't it, it wasn't wasn't that flash, no. So all the guy has to do is guess the price of the two products. Like he's given like a, a row of prices and he just has to guess one. They press the button and, and if it opens up a door that says yes, he wins. In theory, it opens like, up the door. <laughs> yeah so he gets <laughs> so he gets the the hunger away or whatever it's called spray you thin he, he gets that one right straight out the gate and then on on the for the all detergent he, he has a guess at the first one the buzzer goes but nothing happens i thought he'd won nothing i thought happened. he had because yeah nothing happened it's like uh like barco's but then finally, the buzzer goes. It's like, no, Bar- Bar goes, That's wrong. Even though that should say no. But we'll, we'll press the button. And we'll try press it again. again yeah. And, it, and then it finally does it. <laughs> then, but second guess, he gets it. And so we're off to the wheel again to spin. And but before that, contestants not appearing on stage. Now, surely that's the entire audience. If everyone is eligible to be a contestant, right? I think it's more of a case of we've already appeared in the yeah. who who got the come on downs. Yeah. And will receive stoneware plates and ginsana ginseng tablets and a holiday selection box of jelly beans. America's favorite sweets. Mm, I mean, oh, favorite bean, wasn't it? America's favorite yeah. bean. 
I mean, I'm not a fan of jelly beans. I'll be honest. I think it's a texture thing for me uh, personally, but I don't mind them. But that was that was a massive looking box of jelly beans. That scene, I wouldn't turn it down. Christmas mate, Christmas yeah. present. <laughs> yeah, it was because it? I mean, I'd say this was airing it like late November, so they were very much gearing up for Christmas, weren't they? Especially when they showed pictures of Santa with beans. Yeah. So off to the wheel. Sabrina spins seventy-five and sticks, and I'd, I'd agree with her on that tactic. But Amy spins eighty, so takes over. Simon with a hell of a spin for a guy his age. Oh, he went for it. That, he, that's that country farmer strength. Yeah, that was. Yeah, absolutely. And he goes through with a score of 85. So... <laughs> I just have written here, Simon goes through, and I've changed my pen. I've just gone, get the in. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> behind him. I wanted him to win so much. I so, fell in love with him. Yeah, so the two guys who won their showcase showdown go head-to-head for the final showcase. And if you get within $100 of your personal showcase, you win them both, which is... I didn't like that. Which is cool and cruel at the same time. So it looks like Simon's playing for a boombox, a pool table, and a new minivan. Good prizes. Yeah, I mean, decent prize. I mean, not so keen on the boombox, but the pool table and the minivan, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's not an RV, but it was decent enough. And because he was the highest winner in the previous rounds, he gets to decide whether he wants to bid on that one or pass it over. Yeah, he chose to bid on that. And I mean... I thought it would have passed... Yeah, this seems more like what what Trevor should have gone for. Yeah, yeah. Because Trevor's showcase wasn't. I think there were geared toward there was one geared towards one and one geared towards the other. Absolutely, flipped them round. Yeah, but Simon's bid on this fourteen thousand and twenty two, and that seems very low to me. I mean, the minivan alone is probably worth that. Yeah, it seemed very specific though, mm. as well. Trevor's showcase is a new bedroom, Whoop. which was quite nice to be fair i mean hopefully they don't get the wallpaper as well because that was hideous um <laughs> and i wasn't Sorry, a, Lawrence, slow and, Bowen. and i wasn't a fan of the sheets now <laughs> do you know what was going through my head do you know what was going through my head the entire time have you ever seen that mitchell and webb sketch with the avocado bathroom no i haven't i'll send you the link later but it's it's like it's one of those like location 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 programs the <laughs> sketch ends with david mitchell killing his wife but yeah Gets a security uh, system and a spa as well. Yeah, like yeah. So a new new bedroom, home security system, and a hot tub spa. And he bids ten grand, and that seems right. Yeah. yeah. So Trevor's showcase is thirteen thousand three hundred thirty-two dollars. So if Simon comes in close than three thousand three hundred thirty-two dollars, he wins. Simon's showcase was twenty-two grand. So he was almost ten grand way out. out. He was way out, and I figured he would be. Trevor wins, but I wouldn't want his prizes. No, they probably sold them anyway, to be fair. Probably. I mean, the, the home security system, fine. Like, yeah, yeah. The, everything else, nah. Give that to the teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I actually kind of liked the head, as I, I kind of liked the head-to-head aspect compared with just the single person. But at the same time, I feel like there was more drama in the single person that we would have yeah. over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that makes any sense. But what I did like at the head-to-head is the chance to win both sets of prizes. That kind of added something to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we get Barker's sign-off, which is always, which is kind of a bit legendary. Reminding you to help control the pet population, have your pets spayed or neutered. Goodbye, everybody. And and that's it. Like, it, yeah, off we go. Like, you know, all the students on stage celebrating with Trevor. And I mean, this was 40 minutes in length. I mean, they, they say it's an hour, but with ad breaks and a, yeah, lot, yeah. Of, a lot of ad breaks. Yeah, there was. It, like literally, every time Barker uttered a sentence, it seemed like they were going to they were going to sh- break. Yeah, I'll show you this uh, announcement. Yeah, and so this was forty minutes in length, and I was kind of dreading it. Actually, flowed really, really nice, and I was I was entertained throughout. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't bad at all. Like there wasn't a great deal of difference between ours and theirs outside of extravagance. I don't understand the love Bob Barker gets for it because I don't think he did anything. No. Personally, he, he was. I mean, this probably wasn't the best example of it, but he is very quick-witted. Yeah, we we probably didn't pick the right episode for yeah to show, showcase Bob Barker in his natural habitat. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I see why this has had the run it has in the US. Like, for yeah, sure. definitely, definitely. 
I mean, I can't talk. We can't talk about revivals because it's still on the air. They've just restarted tapings after COVID, but we, but they've got no audience. Like they'll basically pre-select like uh, I think like eight contestants yeah, yeah. or something like that, and just have them stood socially distanced backstage. And then and then they're just kind of there's still the random selection of who, but who gets the podium first kind yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who goes up first? Yeah. So it's so it's like they found a way around it to do the iconic come on down with a number of contestants they need backstage and masked up. And when they get the name call at random, they can pull the mask off and be excited and go to the podium and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Drew Carey has also grown a full ass quarantine beard as well. I've seen, yeah. He weirdly, I'm not a fan. I don't know, he weirdly looks younger for it. Even That's though it's what like, bands does for you. Yeah, even though it's like Santa Claus level of thickness, but he but he looks weirdly younger for it. But like, but they've been told like no hugging and keep it social no, distance no. and everything like that. And I mean, th- this whole show, I think we said it before in, in the UK one, but this this is greed in, but in a good and fun way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like it's it's done tastefully and innocently enough. And Barker's a great host. He's, I said it here, yeah, he's the equivalent to Brucey. And, and I think you actually made a good one earlier saying, like, Paul O'Grady. Yeah, again, I wouldn't argue with that. I wouldn't argue it. Like, he's a, he's a, he can be an absolute showman, and but he plays it very understated at the same time. Like, yeah. He rides that line really nicely. And, yeah, this was just really good stuff overall, I think. Yeah. Yeah, this was a, a nice. This was a nice appetizer for what's to come from America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a nice. It was nice leading. I'm expecting, as we go on through the month, to get really more frustrated. <laughs> not frustrated, but see more extra, even more extravagance, and even more excitable contestants. And yeah, yeah. People trying to control things they can't control. We're going to get uh, further down the drug path. Yeah, I think so. So. That's Price is Right, and next week we'll be checking out another long-running tentpole of Americana and another kind of contrast to the Brits with Family Feud. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to yeah. be very interesting because so, you know my thoughts on the UK version. So yeah, you, you weren't I'm hoping fan. this one might swing me. Yeah, yeah. So be sure to check out our social medias. We're on Facebook. Just give us a search. We're on Twitter and Instagram at PlayerPods. And be sure to send us an email to playpods at gmail.com. We're on Spotify and Google Podcasts, as well as a whole host of other podcast providers, so please keep checking us out. Until next week, it's a goodbye from me, Steve. It's a goodbye from Simon. Didn't he do well? Thank you, everyone. Peace and good cheer.